Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello. Uh, my name's my name's Pete Allison, and uh, I- I'm joined here by Dave Cribb. Hi, Dave. Why are you doing it in the style? Oh, hoi, hoi. Why are you doing it in the style of a sort of nature documentary presenter? Because, well, that's not what I was going for. Okay. But um, you you have an apology to make first, don't you? <sighs> I've launched an inquiry into myself. Okay. <laughs> Things go awry in a in a system or in a company or in a business. Often an inquiry is launched, isn't there? That's a move by by people in positions of power, isn't it? An inquiry into yourself. Yeah, well, right. Good, thanks. You've you've, you've turned that into a positive. Well, it's also got a sort of undercurrent of corruption, but still. <laughs> yeah, no, an inquiry into myself and uh, judge rules, not a butter, not guilty. <laughs> like it's become apparent, Pete, in the last couple of days, and I do apologise for this immensely. But it's become apparent that despite all of our parading, that I forgot to check our Facebook inbox for seven months. Yeah. And also you're not on Facebook anymore, so that really... I'm in the clear here. ...really does fall completely on me, doesn't it? So what's the uh, what's the effect of your neglect, Dave? For some reason, they hadn't been sort of getting notifications when the messages came in. That's the only thing I can offer by way of an explanation but then i did get a notification two days ago from emma who uh started her message with hello still loving the podcast and then i realized <laughs> she'd uh messaged first on the 29th of september which to be fair doesn't yet fall into the window i don't think we've quite reached the end of september no no, no. Yet. no no that one falls neatly into line and then once i'd got into the inbox i did have a little scan down and saw a number of i'd say very good well thought out lots of effort requests with quizzes in with voice notes like from the old days do you remember Taryn's the the first one that springs to mind because she sent us a request on the 28th of July with a voice note and request a very comprehensive quiz and a meme and has gently clearly been just nudging us since with sort of funny friends content and uh, to which I've every time I've just replied with some laughing emoji. So I've obviously seen them and just forgotten. Basically, sorry everyone. Sam, 24th of May. Sorry about that. <laughs> but for the time being, we must focus on the episode that we promised we'd do today. Yes, no, that's absolutely fine. 
So I apologise. An inquiry has been launched. There will be statements taken. Witnesses will be called. And we will come up with some sort of resolution to this, Pete. Basically, we'll we'll just incorporate them into the, the lists now, won't we? Yeah. And crack on. So, yes, I'm so sorry. I feel sad, and I feel like this is a sad way to start a new year. Hello, welcome to Friends of Friends. <laughs> My name's Allison, and this is Dave Cray. Ahoy, hoy! What a cheery way to start the new year. Dave, whose episode are we doing today? Uh-oh, is it a single request this week, Pete? No, it's a doubler. D-O-U-B-L-E. Nearly forgot how to spell double then. Double request. Uh, yes, and a good request as well. I'm very buoyant today, Peter. Good. Because uh, not only is there a good guest star, and I say good as in impressive and also just good in the episode. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's also just a very solid episode with some couple of nice little oh, cheeky little moments as well. So this has been requested by Alex and Kata on Instagram. Uh, and it is the one where Paul's the man. He's the man. Um, now, this is actually a real throwback to very, very early Friends with Friends. Those of you that have been with us since the start, or have indeed since gone back to listen, uh, will remember that uh, my friend Gareth Rag. Do you remember when we did an episode with Gareth Rag? Yes. Went back when we had guests. So, so Gareth fell into the, and this is no offence to Gareth, Gareth fell into the period when we had guests, but we hadn't actually yet got to asking people outside people we just <laughs> knew. <laughs> got everyone, you know, Gareth Rag. <laughs> that sort of era, Gareth Rag, who is an events producer. Uh, no, but actually, to be fair, Gareth has his own podcast, the Blues Kitchen Podcast, which is, I'd say, infinitely more successful than ours. But Shout out to Gareth. I just like to, to keep him keep him down. Uh, but Gareth, I think Gareth thought he'd requested this episode. But what he actually, in fact, done is just requested the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad, and it was just the one where Bruce Willis is introduced. And we all, right. I think, at the, at the same time when watching it back, got to the same stage, you included, where we went, oh, it's not the one with the good Bruce Willis bit, is it? It's just the one where he starts being in it a bit. So finally, three years later, we've got to this one. Uh, season four, episode 22. Okay. Here's the synopsis. Paul disapproves of Ross's relationship with Elizabeth and threatens to have him fired unless they break up. Meanwhile, Paul and Rachel begin dating. Ignoring Paul's threats, Ross and Elizabeth sneak away to her family's cabin, unaware Paul and Rachel have the same plan. This is very badly written, isn't it? A lot of Paul and Rachel's. <laughs> oh, wow. I, do you know what? I retract my badly written synopsis because the next three words uh, redeem it all. As a lark, the girls put their names down <laughs> on a popular wedding venue's long waiting list. When nice. the venue happens to get back to Chandler about a cancellation, he panics and promptly bolts. Monica finds him, assures him it was not a serious reservation, but doesn't realise that Chandler is actually planning to propose. It was a very sweet ending, wasn't it? Yes, Chandler I do like that. Yes. It was we'll nice, actually. Actually, the ending of the whole episode, I think, is very strong. There's, there's two, there's the nice emotional bit with Chandler and then a very funny... Uh, sort of post-credits role, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yes, so there you go. The synopsis has, I'd say, probably quite fairly missed out one of the plots. And I think it's where we should start, Pete, because it's a fucking mad one. Joey and his attempts to get his photo on the walls of a dry cleaner. Yes. I mean, sometimes the plots feel like they just had a great idea. Sometimes they feel like, mm, not the best idea. And sometimes 
They really just feel like someone walked into a dry cleaner with photos of celebrities on the wall and thought, hmm, why not? It really doesn't paint Joey in a good light, though, does it? Uh, the whole plot doesn't. No, it's a very strange plot. Now, what I will say first before we start on the plot is that uh, for, uh, this is another classic Brits going WTF, I think. Because A, I mean, when was the last time you went into a dry cleaner's, Pete? I, I can't remember. I'm sure I have, but I can't remember a time I've ever been into a dry cleaner's. But from memory, I don't think the sort of celebrity customers in a dry cleaner, even in sort of central London, maybe it does exist, maybe we don't frequent fancy dry cleaners. I can't, it's honestly. more sort of um, independent Italian restaurant sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, actually, we do have our own version of it, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. And around sort of where we both uh, have worked at various points, around the BBC area, there's quite a lot of that, aren't there? Yeah, and also, you know Gino De Campo? Uh, do, do I ever? Not personally, but... Yeah. Gino, uh, for those who aren't aware of his work, is an Italian chef who's now hosting Family Fortunes. <laughs> um, oh, God. On the state of the British industry at the moment. He owns some very nice restaurants, but on the walls, it's just covered in photos of him with celebrities, regardless of how famous the celebrities are. Absolutely thrilled. Because, Pete, it doesn't matter how famous a celebrity is, because every photo has already got a celebrity in it. Yeah, that's true. Because so. you sort of you sort of sat you sat eating a lasagna, and then above you is a photo of him and Keith Lemon. <laughs> I do love those. I absolutely love those. Um, yeah, no, I, do you know what? I'd forgotten about that. There's a few restaurants around sort of uh, Bloomsbury W One way, aren't there? With a sort of it's basically where all the BBC radio presenters go and eat breakfast or something so you'll just walk in and there'll be a picture of terry wogan in there and a picture of <laughs> steve wright before he was hugely fat um well probably well, now we know on, why on the journey to it yeah absolutely yes. um so there you go that's yeah that's that's our equivalent but i have been into a um once into not a dry cleaners but a tux rental shop in america and they did have a picture of Sandra Oh on the wall. So it does happen. I oh, can absolutely guarantee. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely there. And we all well, had a laugh at the time. What's going on here? But turns out that's what happens. I do think this is a sign of Joey's level of fame, though. That he's sort of... Um, he's sort of unrecognisable to anyone until he's been in one <laughs> TV show. Yeah. And then he might be vaguely recognisable to someone and that is basically he's not very famous that's that's the level of fame it's showing us yes and this is in a time when tv was still quite a potent um sort of way of getting famous do you know what i mean if you were on tv back in the sort of 90s 2000s that was quite a big deal yeah like not to dismiss people that are on telly now but i bet i could name like five massive netflix shows and you wouldn't recognize most of the cast of them do you know what i mean yeah, it doesn't necessarily point. mean that you're, you're famous just because you're in a big show these days. Um, but the problem that Joey's got here is that his show hasn't even been on television yet, so he's so desperate to get on the wall, he takes a video, shout out to videos, of the show <laughs> into the dry cleaners to prove to the dry cleaning owner slash dry cleaner that uh, he is famous enough to, to be on television. It's, it is. It all smacks of desperation, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. A um, lot of references to Matt Lauer, Pete. Who, who, I didn't even go to the effort of, of checking who that was. He's an American news presenter, like a news anchor, um, okay. who was on NBC. Um, but much like a number of his colleagues, has since fallen very much out of favour due to a series of allegations. Oh, no. And no. Is no longer at NBC. So it really does date it in a sort of, uh, isn't Matt Lauer sexy um, era of time. 
Well, but, now, absolutely not, no. Well, no, and, and it, it, it just struck me because the first time Phoebe mentioned Matt Lauer, I thought, oh, that's a, bit, that's a bit dated now. And then, really, she mentioned him three or four more times. They really hammered home that point, didn't they? So Joey drops the tape in, doesn't he? Uh, there is a very funny line where the dry cleaning... What, what are we calling him? The dry cleaner? Dry cleaner, yeah. Yeah, the dry cleaner. You call a cleaner a cleaner, so he's just a dry cleaner. A dry cleaner, yeah, sure. I didn't know if he operated the dry cleaning equipment himself, though. Do you know what I mean? Drive clean, dry clean, dry cleaner operator. <laughs> yeah, well, he could just be a dry cleaning proprietor. Clothesman. Clo- the clothesman. Clothesman. Uh, uh, he... Goes back in, he asks the clothesman if he's watched the tape, <laughs> and he says no, it was very offensive to my people, uh, to which Joey replies, dry cleaners, which is very yes. funny. Uh, there you go, there you go. It's, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> there's the answer, isn't it? <laughs> Joey doesn't say clothesmen. Yeah, fine. Um, and uh, and Joey tries to redeem himself by saying, look, your Harrison Ford's on the wall, and in Air Force One, it's all about Russian terrorists, and Russian terrorists are awful, and... Uh, this is Pete. Now, look, not so good at films, me. Haven't seen Air Force One, if I'm honest. I have, many yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe I have actually once. I think my dad watched it once when I was younger. It's a very dad sort of film. Yeah, it's a very dad film, isn't it? That's Yes. Mm. Uh, but turns out the dry cleaner is uh, one of the main terrorists in Air Force One. That's the joke. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so even though you've seen it, you didn't remember that. And I haven't seen it and only knew that by looking it up. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Oh, well, that's, that's a very subtle sort of reference, isn't it? It's a nice little hidden tidbit, isn't it, for yeah. fans of An who Easter plays egg. terrorists in Harrison Ford films. Um, so, yeah, but that's probably the best fact there is about this episode, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Spunked our chips early, haven't we? Spunked our chips. Uh, <laughs> it's not the phrase, is it? Um, I mean, any phrase involving spunked is is not... A personal. Favorite. What's the phrase I'm thinking of that involves chips, though? That's you know, spunked our load. Well, yeah, that's that's. I think that's the one I've pissed on our chips. Right, maybe that's it. Is it? And I've crossed the two. You have pissed all over the chips of this episode. <laughs> uh, well, let's wrap up this quite underwhelming plotline quite quickly, shall we? Joey goes back, chats up the woman who works there, takes her out. She puts his photo on the wall. Turns out that's the wife of the Russian terrorist. Uh, the end. The end, yeah. Done. That's basically it, isn't it? It's, I mean, to be fair, I did feel a bit sorry for Joey at that point because at no point did she make it even vaguely apparent that she was in a relationship with the, the Russian. She's also quite out of line here, isn't she, his wife? Yeah, I'd say 100%. She's, she's the one that basically said, well, you know, if you really want your picture up on the wall, there's someone else that can do that. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, let's yeah. go out. I mean, I didn't know quite how... It wasn't implied that they'd had sex, was it? Uh, he's. You slept with my wife. No, That's you went out. Says. He took my. He went out with my wife, which was the interesting one. Oh, yeah, I know. Because in my head, I think he said you slept with my wife, but he didn't. Looking back, he said he went out with my wife. So um, if they just went out for a little sandwich or something, a sandwich. I don't, I don't know. It just. It feels like they've been out to, you know, spend some time together, but not slept together. Because otherwise, he would have said you slept with my wife, right? Mm, fair. But um, anyway, yeah, I'd say she comes off badly. Joey comes off desperately. It's not a good look for anybody, uh, but it is redeemed at the end. The Joey arc, I see, because Joey walks into Central Perk. Gunther uh, tries to make him take some stuff over to customers. And we have this whole sequence where Joey says, well, Gunther says, do you still work here? And Joey goes, oh, no, did I forget to tell you that? And and Gunther says, no, I was going to fire you anyway, which was very enjoyable, I thought. To the adverts. 
to the adverts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, should we attack the wedding venue plotline next? Yes, let's do attack it. Goodness, it's very aggressive. Yeah, well, you know, got to put some gusto into it. It's a new year, Pete. Puts a bit of energy into this, eh? So this starts right at the start of the episode. Phoebe's got tickets to an exhibition to which basically uh, the classic Friends response comes, which is, oh, culture, that sounds shit. (laughs) Yeah. And they all, before they even know what it is. Although, what a concept it is. Lesbian love scenes, video games, and free sandwiches. Or as they then refer to it as, Lesbian Sandwich Museum. The, the Lesbian Sandwich Museum alternate universe, I think, is is uh, ob- like obviously something that the, the men would be interested in, but they've, they've counted themselves out, so uh, Phoebe's trying to make Joey pay for it. I think he's the only one that actually falls for it, isn't he? Um, but they, do, they just do seem to, like, exhibition, like... I'll be the first to admit, Pete, that if someone says, do you want to come to an exhibition? I'll tentatively say, what is it? You know, it's not like I'm going to go, yeah, absolutely, I'm already there. But they do tend to be very like, (laughs) no, thank you. Art sounds boring. I I don't think I've ever been invited to an exhibition. Well, not like as a sort of honoured guest. I wasn't talking about that. I just meant sort of like if your, your pal might just be like, oh. Yeah, I, I don't think any friend has ever invited me to an exhibition of any sort. Oh, are you feeling a bit... I'm feeling a bit uncultured. Un, under sort of, yeah. Well, it's more as I was going to say. Are you feeling a bit sort of like you need some better friends? Perhaps. <laughs> you know when you, um, you know when they go into the, the, the space in yeah. the museum? And I can't remember who it is, but one of them goes, oh, it's such a beautiful space. It's brown. (laughs) It's not like, it's just a bit nice, isn't it? It doesn't look like a nice place to have a wedding at all. (laughs) It's got a big window and it's brown and that's it. That's all its qualities. Yeah, they they talk about it like there are some sort of like luxury beachside beautiful resort, don't they? Yeah. And it is just sort of a space with some tables and like you say, and a window. 
Um, but yeah, but they seem enamoured with it, don't they? Very popular, isn't it? The Morgan Chase Museum. Bookings up to two years in advance. But as part of their, their plan for Monica to book this, uh, I think it's Rachel says, if in two years you're not engaged, you just don't use it. As if there won't be any sort of financial implications of cancelling a wedding. Yeah, it's not an Uber, mate, like is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not just like, oh, I don't want to I mean, get Uber, my Uber. even Uber charge you if you leave it late, don't they? Well, yeah, 100%. But at least you'd be like, well, it's a fiver. Maybe that's not the end of the world. But surely yeah. you they don't just... Yeah, that's not how wedding venues work, is it? They ring you up the night before and go, so did you want to get married tomorrow? Or we... Oh, it's, it's another cancellation, is it? But, do you know what, Pete? Maybe that is how this venue works, because within an hour of putting her name down... <laughs> someone else has cancelled so yeah maybe they've uh they've they've been calling around and asking if people want to get married because they booked it two years ago do you think they cancelled because they viewed it again and realized it was brown <laughs> <laughs> or was it do you think that it was the people that were looking around and the monica rachel and phoebe were all saying how to shit their wedding looked <laughs> yes. maybe they were like do you know what it's not a great place to get a wedding is it yeah <laughs> Imagine if that was you, you just stood there while somebody really insulted every detail that you'd planned for your wedding. Right, exactly. It was it was it was very uh classic like not painting the friends in a good light, wasn't it? I don't think Chandler's irrational for freaking out. But in the end we know he doesn't, and that's a great plot twist that he actually loves it and loves the idea. And then we're well into the engagement storyline, aren't we? But I don't think it would be unreasonable of Chandler to have legitimately freaked out about that. No, I'd say, again, the way Chandler handles the freak out, and obviously what he's doing is, I mean, he's basically doing the thing he does when they get engaged again, isn't he? Where he's pretending so hard that he's against the idea to convince Monica. But I think the way he handles it is a bit immature, is that the right word for for this? It's just a bit, like, wankery, isn't it? Well, it gets to a point where he sits her down and says, you know, I'm just not ready for that. And, like, if he'd done that straight away very sort of dignified, reasonable behaviour. But yeah, he does sort of kick off a bit first, doesn't he? uh, But he also waits for her to get home and then just storms out. (laughs) It's like a really sort of delayed storm out. Do you know what I mean? If he'd have gone sort of walkabouts when he'd taken the call, that would have been a bit more understandable. He sort of waits for her to get home and basically goes... Fuck you! And then leaves and wanders (laughs) out. Fuck you, wife. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to make us happy. I stumbled upon an excellent... uh, thread on reddit about this episode pete that i'd like to read to you verbatim because uh you know you know when the kids on instagram say i feel seen i think we will both feel seen by this thread (laughs) it's very short and there's very little content original post i thought hildy said there was a two-year waiting list for weddings when monica put her name down but all of a sudden there's a cancellation and they call monica first reply yes that is what happened second reply is there a question here (laughs) and the final reply where i feel seen People overthink this show all the time. Of course, it's not realistic. <laughs> it's a sitcom. <laughs> yes, I think we're very guilty of overthinking it, but that's that's what we're all here for, isn't it? But it's a fair point. And look, Lamar twenty sixteen. What a what a username on Reddit that is, Lamar twenty sixteen. I'd say a pop star who was very much not at his peak in twenty sixteen. Uh, no, Lamar is very sort of two thousand three. Yeah, very much so. Anyone who's listening outside the UK doesn't know who Lamar is, by the way. No, but you have had experience of going into dry cleaners with celebrities on the wall. So, you know, one all. Uh, that's true. Um, but uh, it, is, it, it is a bit mad that they get that call immediately, isn't it? Considering she was so snooty about the fact, oh, it's a two-year waiting list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, we get the nice twist at the end where it turns out Chandler is planning to propose. And uh, again, he's in cahoots with Phoebe. This sort of Chandler-Phoebe cahoots around... 
the proposal to Monica is, is is a slightly curious one, isn't it? But one of the things we've seen a few times recently, which I really like about Friends, is how quickly it accelerates to big plot points. Like there was that moment where Joey found out about Monica and Chandler, which happened really suddenly, and yeah. that's it, sort of knocked on the head. And that's the same here. Like the the whole reveal about Chandler proposing to Monica is Phoebe coming out and saying, "Did so and so show you the room? Yeah, I love it." Like that's all done so quickly yeah. and tidily and efficiently. It's just, I think it's a testament to how they get so much plot into uh, 22 minutes is that's how they handle it. Big plot points, they sort of get straight into them, don't they? Yeah, and it's a real sort of look over here, look over here, look over here. You just think it's about Chandler freaking out here, what a lols. And then it's a like a proper, oh, didn't see that one coming. You know, the diversion was there all along and the real thing was happening sort of on the other side of the... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is nicely done, definitely. And it is, a, it is a lovely, it is a lovely little moment when Chandler sort of says, "Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm going to propose and all that sort of stuff." Nice, lovely little way to end off the uh, the episode, Pete. Well done, everyone. Well done, everyone. When I say to end off the episode, I mean their episode. We've obviously that chosen to yes. reversion the episode for our episode because we've still got a whole plot to talk about. Bruce Willis and friends. Bruce yes. Willis. Yes. Well, now there's the apocryphal story, isn't there? Which I don't know if it's apocryphal or if it's true, or I, I can't really remember. To do with Matthew Perry, right? Yes, exactly. And then then making a bet on the set of what's the film? The whole nine yards whole they nine did. Yards, yeah. Because then they had a bet, and Matthew Perry said, "If you lose this bet, you have to come on to Friends or something." I'm just having yeah. quick googs to check it. I mean, it does look like it isn't true. <laughs> classic <laughs> classic they just thought it'd be fun um but here's a nice little tidbit though in the quick researching of that story bruce willis did the donated his fee for the role to charity isn't that nice oh that's nice um so there you go so hey fair play and do you know what here's what i'm gonna say like we always go back to brad pitt as the absolute worst guest star on friends of all time is that fair not the worst guest star, like a fucking great guest. Most get. sort of disappointing. Like, I wonder how they got him. Oh, my God. But um, but also, yeah, he just... Underwhelmed. I, I think Brad Pitt can be a good actor. <laughs> but his, if you watched him in Only Friends, you would think, oh, yeah, that man did get the part because he was married to one of the stars. <laughs> You'd you, think he wasn't an actor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Whereas Bruce Willis, uh, I thought was excellent. And Bruce Willis was very un-Bruce Willis. You know, he's yeah. he does have a certain typecast about him in a lot of things as a sort of hard man, doesn't he? Um, uh, and he's just, I thought he was brilliant. His comic timing is actually very good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And like you say, it's funny because you see him in a role that you wouldn't normally see him when he's jumping away from explosions and exactly. you know, shooting people dead. No, well, exactly, yeah. I, my, I think my personal favourite, I mean, obviously there's the, the, I'm just a love machine, I'm just a neat guy, and that's all very funny. But I think my personal favourite little moments are when Elizabeth walks back into the cottage and uh, at first he jumps up and sort of does the, oh, Elizabeth's here, Elizabeth's here. And, you know, he yeah. looks really vulnerable and awkward there. And then he then he does that, what are you doing here? And he's leaning his head towards Rachel like a sort of awkward yeah. teenager. And he's a bit too open about wanting Elizabeth to leave so he can have sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it did really feel like, like and I know that's the, the, the point, is that the roles are reversed. He was acting like the sort of teenager that had snuck a girl yeah. in. Leave, daughter, dad wants a shag. <laughs> 
too much, isn't it? Yeah, their relationship is a bit odd, I'd say, isn't it? They have this sort of quite open, but also quite strict father-daughter relationship. Do you know what I mean? She's terrified of him. She will do anything he says, effectively. But also, there's this whole sort of, hey, I'm just having a dirty weekend in the cottage. Fuck off. By the way, I don't really think Rachel dating Paul is weird. Uh, it's it's less weird than Ross dating Elizabeth, certainly. I mean, that's very weird. Yeah, I'd say, um, that, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the jokes, aren't there, in, in the start of this. And to be fair, I think it's Ross that tries to turn the age things onto to Rachel and, and, and Paul, isn't it? If I was in a relationship that could get me fired, I, I would never be relaxed. Like... I'd be wearing disguises. I'd be going full on fake moustache and glasses. <laughs> Who's that guy walking around in a full Batman outfit? I don't know, but he's with that girl in Pete's class. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's it, the the interesting thing about the relationship is that Ross doesn't like. At no point do you really get the impression that Ross is really into it either. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's like this is the woman that I want to marry. And we're talking about a man who gets married at the drop of a hat. He's never, you know, it seems quite fun and casual, and yet he's risking quite a lot for that, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the episode starts when Paul tells Ross to stop seeing Elizabeth, or he's going to have him fired, sort of understandably. And and again, this isn't like that is a direct threat, isn't it? That's not just like a. Oh, what if people spot me? That is her dad saying, I'm going to ring the university and have you fired. It's an interesting way that the friends react to the Ross and Elizabeth thing, because I know that they they rib him a lot, but it is all done in sort of a, a just a sort of friendly, I hate the word banter, but a friendly banter way, right? Whereas yeah. it's not really an ideal situation. Like if this was your circle of friends and your mid-30s friend brought home a 21-year-old student he was teaching... Yeah, you'd have a word, wouldn't you? Or 20. She's not even 21, is she? She makes reference to that at some point. You would be a bit like, is this are we, Is this cool? Are we all happy with this? Because <laughs> um, it's just a bit odd, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, but never mind. Um, anyway, they're off to a grandma's cottage. They decide to ignore Paul's direct threat. Uh, they're off for... Well, this is the thing now. So they forget... Ross forgets to take condoms. They say that they're going to nip down... To the shop or something, to the store, but yeah. aren't they literally in a forest? It feels like they're in the mountains, doesn't it? Or the forest or something. Yeah, yet yeah, the, the the store is a five-minute cycle away because Elizabeth's going to be back in ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not suggesting that this is the way he should have acted, but I f- it feels fairly obvious that they were there for a dirty weekend to just have lots of sex, right? Yes. Because they're trying to have sex immediately. That's literally the one thing that he, he would remember if that was what he was planning right first thing he packed yeah yeah um but anyway it gets elizabeth out of the house it gives paul and rachel time to get in and then we sort of have this whole uh toing and froing lovely little bit of david schumer dancing around the room very funny then he gets to hide under the couch which i'd say is i'd say it'd take longer to get under a couch than it would to get out the front door out the back door out the up the stairs like there's so many exit points that he could have gone and he ends up diving under the couch i will say that when he takes his takes his jumper off and he's in that vest oh the vest yeah um he's in good shape isn't he david schwimmer yeah but he's wearing a vest pete <laughs> well yes but underneath the vest great arms oh oh he looks great yeah yeah I, I mean no 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 qualms about schwimmer's physique eh no but i mean this is i mean this is more your area of expertise if a man 
took off his shirt and was wearing a vest underneath, how would you react to that just before? It's vest under a shirt. It's yeah. very, sort of, very sort of old man, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I just don't think I've ever worn a vest since I was a, a child. I mean, I, I, I don't own a vest, so... I used to own one, an Ariana Grande one. Yeah, I mean, nothing that about that. To me nothing me. about that surprises me. Do you know about my Lady Gaga pants? Pete, you've talked about Lady Gaga pants I have, on the podcast. I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, tell, I was telling someone at work about them, aren't you? Uh, do you still wear them? Are they in regular uh, rotation? No, they've sort of fallen into back of the drawer emergency mm, pants. Emergency pants, yeah. yeah. Is that just because they're, they're just not... Are they not as comfortable? Because they've as... got Lady Gaga on them, Dave. That's yeah, why. But I, I, say, I think I'd, that's in the pro column for me, not the con column. Mm, fair. There you go. Maybe get them out a bit more. Christmas pants. Maybe. Did you wear them on Christmas Day? Uh, no. Maybe that should be your new tradition. Maybe. Or when's Lady Gaga's birthday? Um... Maybe once a year you should wear the Lady Gaga pants on March the 28th. Uh, oh, that's not too far away. Not too far away. Oh, God. It's. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to have a little mopey rest of the episode, I'm afraid, Pete. Why? Well, because I've just looked up Lady Gaga's birthday and it's March the 28th, 1986, which is three weeks after I was born. Oh, she's younger than you. She's, she is younger and she is a bit more successful, isn't she? You could. There's still time for you to perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it just feels like that dream's slipping away more and more. Although, to be fair, the Super Bowl does have a habit of bucking aged men quite yeah. regularly doesn't it so we could also uh, we could just do this podcast at halftime in the super bowl <laughs> imagine they announced that as the halftime show two british men dissecting an episode of friends surrounded by a cacophony of pyrotechnics yeah. <laughs> while you and me just chat <laughs> I'm absolutely not against it. Here's an interesting fact about the Russian terrorist in Air Force One. Boom, boom, boom. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Yeah. The We'd crowd goes wild. We'd have to have a feature appearance as well. Who would you like to bring on as a special guest? Uh, well, it would be remiss of us if we didn't bring on uh, Peter Boners, I'd say. Yes, yeah, good. <laughs> Boners, Lembeck, all the lads. Just get them all or on. Gavin. Eh? And Gavin, yeah. <laughs> he can come through the floor like the re- the other two of Destiny's Child did. Yeah, Gavin is the headline act, certainly. We'll just have him cool. on a plinth raised up. Well, I think there's a pretty good plan to, uh, to lay forward to them there. Yeah, look, let's get in touch. There's no one ever got anywhere by not asking. So Ross is under the couch. Rachel finds him. Uh, it's this is another bit where Rachel looks bad and sort of going, Diet Coke, I need ice, get me ice, in, in a way to get Paul out of the room. Bit of a diva. Bit of a diva. Um, and Ross has that nice moment, doesn't he, where he goes, oh, you and your ice, <laughs> which is uh, a nice little <laughs> I also love that, that moment when um, Ross says, did you really see a bear? Yeah. As he goes into the bedroom. <laughs> so Rachel clocks it, Elizabeth gets back, they're all in now cahoots, Paul's the only person that doesn't actually know uh, that Ross is there, even though, let's be honest, the way Rachel's behaving, it should be fairly obvious. Yeah, <laughs> She's literally shouting across the room. Um, I did enjoy Rachel's, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you, we'll go upstairs and you get me something from the car. <laughs> Uh, in her sort of latest attempt to get Paul out of the room. He really sort of willingly accepts that he, <laughs> he, he's he been asked to go and find something to surprise her with from the car, doesn't he? He's, he's well up for that. What I would say at this stage is Ross has been 
in the ground floor bedroom with a very big window for a long time now and hasn't climbed out of it yet. Could have just gone. Yeah, could, could have, have just, just gone. gone straight away. I think our friend Lamar in 2006 would have something to say about that on Reddit, though. Guys, stop overthinking it. Uh, Ross is in the bedroom. Really nice bit of David Schrummer physicality when uh, Paul does walk into the bedroom to take his bags in and closes the door, and you just see Ross there. He looks he looks so funny in that moment, and then yeah, he sort he of slinks down under the bed. It's really, it's great. It's one of those sort of fast storylines that Friends does really well. We've had a few of those recently, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really nice sort of sort of pantomime-esque things, isn't it? Um, and then we get the the famous bit, don't we? Just a love machine. Just a love machine. Just to learn. I too am a neat guy. I love how much he commits to that with the. Uh, yeah, he's so good, isn't he? He really does. He, he plays this whole character that we're not used to him seeing. Big fan. I just big fan of Bruce Willis. I already like quite like Bruce Willis. This made me like him even more. Me too. Um, and then the scene where Ross subtly lets. Bruce Willis know what's happening. I say subtly. Subtly in the world of a sitcom. Not subtly if that was happening in your real life. Um, because you'd think, oh, they'd be mad. Uh, it's so funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's really well done. Bruce Willis does a really good, embarrassed, sort of trying to be a hard man look. What I would say is, the flawed logic of uh, this fixing all their problems is that surely, immediately, Ross would have told Elizabeth the story within you'll never guess what happened right within 20 seconds of them being alone and rachel later will be like why did ross sing love machine and then thrust at you last point of this elizabeth flies open you notice that <laughs> no i didn't uh, this is literally the first time i've ever noticed it when ross is sitting at the window i thought she's got some very specifically designed jeans but i'm pretty sure they were done up earlier i sort of flicked back it's, it's just really odd that nobody noticed that Mm, I believe you. I haven't spotted it myself, but I believe you. Probably my favourite line of the whole episode, actually, right at the start, which we haven't quite touched on, is where Ross is making those jibes about Paul being old, and he says, "Uh, looks like I'm not the only one who likes fossils or something, interested in fossils, and Rachel's retort of, see, all that does is remind us that you're interested in fossils. (laughs) Really, like that really gets me every time. I think that's very funny. Um, Here endeth. Pete. Oh no, it doesn't end, does it? No, no, oh no. Oh my no, god, it's I'm gonna play yet. a sting. It's not ended yet, guys. Something exciting's happened. What's happened, Dave? What's happened? Amy's been in touch. Yeah. Uh, I've already read you a full Reddit thread, so I might as well read you an Instagram DM thread. Uh, so this is Amy, who, uh, when she requested the one with Princess Consuela back in July. Um, you might remember saying that she sent us a voice note, she sent us a quiz in a doc, she sent us the quiz answers in a different doc, like just very, very well organised. She, she went Amy? all out, yeah. So she got in touch uh, on Monday last week and said, hey, it's me, your most organised listener. I really miss the quizzes in the show, the lightning rounds we used to do with the guests at the end. I'd happily write the quiz <gasps> if you tell me what episode you're doing next. Uh, P.S. I swear I do have a life, I just really like quizzes and friends. Emoji with sunglasses. Absolutely understandable. If you, I mean, you are talking to two people here, Amy, that famously like quizzes and friends. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's all we've done in 2020. That's our niche, yeah. yes. Uh, now, what you don't realise, Amy, that you've basically roped yourself into being the sort of Richard Osman 
character on the podcast from here on in because i presume we're just expecting a quiz every week now Pete. is that right well i i, I it almost feels like we'd be taking the piss to ask her to do it every week well, it but, does. but certainly from time to time but she says she loves quizzes and friends hmm. she's not just written it Pete, and just sent it over in texts like we would send each other the quiz in the past she's made a bloody powerpoint slideshow oh very nice and not only has she made a slideshow so the opening slide is the one where paul's the man then a slide of instructions. Nice. Each question is on its own slide. The following slide has the answer. There are five questions. And then the first few slides are blank to avoid spoilers, just in case we clicked on them. Nice. So then we have four, five blank slides. Then we're into question one. Are you ready? Yes, go. Question one. What exhibit does Phoebe have tickets to? Uh, lesbian sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's the answer she's after. I think it, I imagine it'll be the Helmut Pelts, which is the actual exhibition she was talking about, right? Okay, go for that then. Uh, click next. Helmut Pelts. One point. Oh, we don't have the sound effects, do we? Oh, <laughs> God, the production values on this podcast. Question two. Name the three celebrities on the dry cleaners wall mentioned by Joey and Phoebe. Harrison Ford. Matt Lauer. R.I.P. Oh, Jim Belushi, right? Yeah. Next. Get, Do we get, get it right? Get the mug ready, Pete. Jim Belushi, Matt Lauer and Harrison Ford. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave that mug. Uh, That's a lamp, actually, Dave. Is it a lamp? Oh, look. I was behind say, the scenes, sir. You have to leave it next to your um, recording equipment, but I imagine you don't move the lamp regularly. No, that stays there. Question three. What is Chandler doing when Hildy from the museum calls? Oh. Uh, he, he's like sat at the table reading or doing yeah, is something he reading the, book, the paper yeah reading the newspaper is the answer three out of three yes. question four what does Rachel drop on the floor that leads her to seeing Ross hiding under the sofa a curious detail that we haven't actually discussed the grapes oh yes it is <laughs> just, grapes isn't it? just sitting eating grapes aren't they uh, let me click next a grape oh there you go. Come on, a bit quicker, mate, please. Sorry. And question five. Oh, God. I um, hope you've got this one. What items does Gunther ask Joey to give the customers? Uh, I think he said biscotti, but I can't remember any other details. No, I don't know these. Oh, no, Pete. We're going to... Oh. That's all right. We've done all right. Cappuccinos and a biscotti. Oh, it's so close. We should have just guessed cappuccinos. I don't have a sound effect for wrong. Um... Fuck! I'll just say fuck. <laughs> Good, very quickly. Quickly, I was just looking around my uh, little studio trying to find something. All I could find was this bottle of sun cream, which I will drop on the floor. It's quite a good wrong sound, isn't it? That was that was very uh, very oh, no, very quiet. Sun creams though. come out on the carpet. Ugh, I don't know why there's sun cream in here. To be honest. Ah, I feel deflated to have got the last one wrong, but I think we did fairly well on the rest of it. Amy, thank you. Excellent quiz. What a what a generous offer I'm about to make. The invitation is always open for you to do some work for us for free. <laughs> you lucky, lucky listener. Uh, no, but if you do ever want to do quizzes, the offer is uh, the offer is very much there. We enjoyed that very much. Hey, Dave, want to know what's next week? Always. Uh, that was terrible English, wasn't it? Uh, it's the one with Rachel's book. The one with Rachel's book. Now, Pete, has that been? I must I must ask. That's one of your Facebook fuck-ups. Good. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yes. Has that been re- requested by someone that requested it in the year 2003? 
uh, <laughs> on Facebook that we've been ignoring. The one with Rachel's book. Okay, great. And who's requested that? That is that's Taryn, isn't it? It is. Yes. Um, the, yes, who requested it on oh, July the 28th. We're so sorry. We're getting to it. Next week, we promise. Happy 2021. You know, there's not much to look forward to. Finally, your episode's coming up. Yeah, things hopefully, are looking up. Hopefully that's enough. Uh, see you next week, Pete. Uh, goodbye, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>